welcome back to another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos here coming at you coming at you with all the issues for the week of June 23rd, 2021. Got a crap ton of DC books this week. A few Marvel, a few indies. Uh I got to say man, I'm I don't I don't want to be that kind of guy. I don't want to down, you know, start out on a down note, but man, there's a lot of stuff that was all really hard to get through this week. <laughs> a lot of stuff that I just was just kind of meh on that I've been reading and you know the issues kind of let me down a little bit on some of them. Some didn't. So those the ones that uh, didn't were very enjoyable and made this week uh made this week fun and worth getting through. Anyway, enough of my rambling. Let's get to the issues. All right, starting this week off with the indies up first. We're going to start out in Boom Studios. We have Power Rangers issue number eight. So this is finishing this little small arc with the Imperials. Uh, The last issue, they were tasked, or the Rangers were captured and then freed by the queen of this planet they're trying to rescue, who's like a, a conquering planet. They've conquered, it's a conquering empire. They've conquered all these different little planets and all this other stuff. And the king, of course, is foolish thinking that they can take on this uh, imperial. And they're completely outmatched. Uh, So basically, the Power Rangers are trying to get as many people to safety as they can. Uh, So uh, Jason and Trini are fighting the imperial just to kind of distract him with their zords. They're doing everything they can. And they're basically getting wrecked. Uh, everything they try, they're just getting destroyed. And everything that the uh, everything that the uh, the army is doing is just getting wrecked. They're getting destroyed as well. Uh, meanwhile, Zach is trying to get as many people as he can uh, onto their ship and loaded. And you know, Draken is kind of you know making observations that you know yeah he doesn't ha- they don't have what it takes to to do this and you know we need to hurry up and get the hell off this planet so overall it ends not how you would ex- well I, based off the way the story is going it's how you would expect it's not a happy ending per se but uh it was fine um uh, I, I do like the twist that they have at the end who's actually uh, ordering the Imperials. So I think that'll be interesting when the time comes. I'm sure they'll have one big crossover event where the, all the Power Rangers will be affected and involved. So that's Power Rangers issue number eight. Okay, also from Boom, we have Something is Killing the Children issue number 17. This continues the origin of Erica Slaughter and how she gets introduced to the House of Slaughter. Uh, it's basically her, basically her orient or her induction to everybody and everything, kind of the history lesson. And you kind of find out that they're expecting her to die. They don't expect her to pass this test that they've set up for. And you know, the art in this is great. I really that's one thing about something is killing the children the artwork is always on point and so erica is pretty much kind of coming to she's getting used to this place and she's just thinking okay well it's no big deal and they keep telling her hey this is bad it's you know everyone's trying to drop hints to her how bad it's going to be the test that she has to go through uh it reads really fast so again i i've enjoyed it i like this uh this new arc that's that's come out it'll be interesting to see uh i believe next issue they're going to show her actually going through the test to get into the order of saint george so should be cool that something is killing the children issue number 17 okay now an image we have shadecraft issue number four so this took a hard right turn 
and I had no idea where this was going. So, you find out at the end of last issue that Ricky, uh, her brother, I'm sorry, Zadie's brother Ricky, who is her shadow, wasn't her brother. And, you know, the counselor, her name I believe was Angela, offered to, uh, you know, take him in, take him to a place where she can use him and help him get readjusted, this, this, and this. And so Zadie goes home and she finds out that they've moved, you know, that her parents agreed to move her, her uh, brother, Ricky, who's in a coma, to a medical facility that's better equipped to take care of him. Um, and of course, Zadie's pissed at her mom because, you know, what teenage girl isn't mad at their mom? <laughs> you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. They get into an argument. But then you also find out as they're arguing that uh, uh, Zadie's mom has the same powers that she does that she can manipulate the shadows and create them and the dad knew <laughs> dad knows and just kind of kept it secret all this time um, and then they kind of slowly figure out the mom or the mom slowly starts telling the past that she has a she's she's been able to do this and she was kind of tried to uh, she was coursed uh, into doing government, big government secret jobs and missions and things like that using her shadow powers. Um, and it's not just something you quit from. Uh, that the person she worked for was kind of like Amanda Waller, was running black ops type uh, missions and all this other stuff. Uh, and you find out that uh, Angela is not really a counselor. It was exactly the person that her mom worked for and who she was getting away from. So, and you find out Ricky's been taken. And he's not, uh, he was taken, uh, both as the shadow and his body, his physical body, by Angela's group. So, I think this is really cool. I like where this is going. Uh, Art, of course, is good in it. That's uh, Shadecraft issue number four. Alright. Up next we have Spawn's Universe issue number one. So this is a combination of four stories. Uh, the first is the main story continuing this, the main plot of uh, Spawn. So they're trying to find out the anomalies that's going on, where the source of everything is. And you find out basically all of Spawn's enemies... Uh, angels, demons, and everything in between are trying to basically come together to fight Spawn because they're starting to get desperate because the angels that were trapped on Earth can't go to heaven, the demons that were trapped on Earth can't go to hell, and vice versa. So they're all trying to find a way out. Uh, <sighs> there's a lot that happens in the first story pertaining to the main storyline, like a resurrection it looks like. Or transformation uh, of a certain character into a new character or maybe a pre a character that's been happened before I anyway so there's a, there's a transformation at the very end um, and spawn is kind of out of out of his element he's kind of you know that everyone seems to be one step ahead of him uh, the first uh, the first backup story was on King Spawn, how he's fighting one of these wizards. Uh, so that one was pretty cool. Real quick and to the point, it sets up his uh, his his mini or his uh, series that's going to be coming up. Then you had Gunslinger Spawn. It was basically the process of him resurrecting himself uh, and coming to, getting ready to go kill whoever hunted him down and left him for dead. Uh, and then she spawned, which that one was really cool. It was basically uh, her saying goodbye to her daughter because she's going off of, of Al's, uh, Al's, I guess, words of wisdom that basically get rid of all, or, you know, don't go near the people you care about because somebody's going to use them against you. And it's her basically saying goodbye to her, 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 or her daughter who thinks she's her aunt. And she says goodbye to her mom and all this other stuff. So I said it was it was neat. It was fun. Um, I believe it's 
King spawn, Gunslinger spawn. Uh, and I can't remember. I, I guess she spawn gets her own too. And then it's just the main spawn. So there's going to be like four spawn titles going forward. Like I said, overall, it was fine. There's a lot going on in the main story. That a lot of it is very, very spoilers. So I'm not going to get into it. But, like I said, it sets everything up really nice to go into these uh, separate series. So I definitely recommend checking it out. This is, a, I guess if you were looking to jump on one of the other the backup stories or jump on as far as the king spawn gunslinger spawn or any of those now's a good time to jump onto those so that way you can kind of see where it's setting up to go uh it kind of i guess can be helpful if you're just now trying to jump onto spawn as far as the main story because it looks like all that's been resolved and reset so like i said i'm enjoying it thus far at spawn universe issue number one and finally, we have uh, Undiscovered Country, issue number 13. Oh, man. So, now, mysteriously, everybody's on a pirate ship, and they're now in the zone of possibility. And basically, the only way they can get through there is to come up with the next great uh, American idea. Uh, I, I don't know. This completely lost me. They're getting attacked by noir pirates and or noir gangsters on a pirate ship. I just, I don't know. This this issue just didn't. I don't know, man. This this the last arc really, really, really lost me. It kind of picked me back up at the end, and I just don't know going forward if I can, if I can keep reading this. So I, I think, uh, I think Undiscovered Country is time for it to get dropped. So bye bye Undiscovered Country. All right, and that was all I read this week in the indies. Also out from uh, Boom Studios, we have Firefly issue number 30. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? And Good Luck issue number one. That's all from Boom. And then from Image, we have Ascender issue number 16. Stray Dogs issue number five. Sea of Stars, issue number 10. Homesick Pilots, issue number 6. The Old Guard, Tales Through Time, issue number 3. Philadelphia, issue number 14. A new number 1 called Vinyl. Bitterroot, issue number 14. And finally, we have Jewel Verne's Lighthouse, issue number 3. Okay. Let's keep it all moving. on DC. Up first, we have Batman Reptilian issue number one by Garth Ennis. I gotta say, the art, this is the best art of the week. Uh, this is uh, pick of the week for art is concerned. Um, the story was okay. It's basically, it's all the roast galleries are kind of getting, you know, mutilated and you know, hurt and victimized and all this other stuff. And some of them are just, you know, Batman's investigating it. And they're pretty much, it seems like everybody's acting on impulse. They're having fits of rage that, you know, usually take a while to build up to. But, you know, they're just kind of snapping. And like I said, Batman's slowly finding each of his rows, you know, uh, mutilated and, and, maimed and all this other stuff so and he's always in the shadows i do like how how garth ennis drew him you know he's always in the shadows you can see the or not garth ennis drew him but how the art is uh, liam sharp i believe is the artist but 
So he, the way he draws him, where you only see the outline of him. You know what I mean? So like you see the 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 cow, or you see half the cow. You see the bottom half of the cow uh, when he's interrogating one of, uh, I believe it's Penguin's guys. So it's really cool. It's an interesting concept. You don't really know where the hell the reptilian thing is coming from, but it's pretty cool. I like it. The only thing I don't like is kind of how Garth Ennis has written Batman's dialogue. That's really the only thing I didn't care for. Is where he because there's a, he keeps saying you know the Batman doesn't kill, the Batman doesn't do this, the Batman does. I'm thinking, okay, you know he's not the Rock, he's not speaking in third person, so. That was the only thing that made me just kind of go, I don't know about that. It made me think of uh, All-Star Batman and Robin with the whole I'm the goddamn Batman. That's what it made me think of. <laughs> so that, that was a little cringe for me. But other than that, overall, it was pretty cool. I think I'll keep uh, going with this story. That's Batman Reptilian, issue number one. Up next, we have Batman Superman, issue number 19. So this was kind of cool in that... Uh, they get sent Batman, Superman, Robin and they kind of get sent to different to a different timeline they end up picking up uh, they end up on Ron for one of them which was kind of cool uh, Elena which is uh, Adam Strange's wife ends up joining them and they end up in a western so I thought that was kind of cool and kind of how they're able to break uh, they were able to break uh I can never say his name. Aturo Eo. Well, anyway, the robot, the main robot. They're able to break his shell, and you find out that he's, you know, held captive and all this other stuff. That he's not wanting to do what he's doing, and yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, overall, it's okay, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those things that they need to hurry up and wrap this arc up pretty quick, <laughs> and hopefully, they do it pretty, pretty soon. But, like I said, the art is really cool. I like the art as far as once they get into the, uh, uh, once they get into the, uh, the Western. I couldn't think of what it was called. The Western scene. So, I thought that was pretty cool. And, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun issue. So, that's Batman Superman issue number 19. Up next, we have Detective Comics issue number 1038. So... Batman, it starts out with Batman fighting uh, Mr. Worth in the sewer. They're having their brawl. And Batman ends up getting away after Worth ends up blowing up half the sewer. He runs into Huntress. You know, they have a discussion of how they're going to do things from there. And with Lady Clayface, she kind of has her own thing. She comes out kind of to... And he kind of sees that, you know, the person he saw wasn't that was seen wasn't his daughter and all this other stuff so they're setting up a lot and worth is pissed so he gets arrested batman takes him in and of course he's out in and out just like that money you know <laughs> his money bypassed the law so uh and now he's pissed now he's looking for anybody to help him any and anybody so he goes to penguin penguin thinks this is interesting so Overall, it's really fun. I like where this is, how this is getting everything involved. I like how, uh, I like how how Batman's being written here. Uh, I like how Worth is just kind of this dick. He really doesn't give a shit about anybody other than getting what he thinks he deserves. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Uh, and then the backup story with the Penguin was okay. I mean. It was just basically reestablishing the penguin uh, as a as a as a big time player. You know, he kills a reporter, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool and kind of how ruthless the penguin is. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, Detective Comics issue number ten thirty eight. Up next, we have Harley Quinn issue number four. So it just starts out with her basically playing chess with. Solomon Grundy, who she found in the sewer at the end of the last issue. Um, 
is okay. I mean, basically, it's her trying to figure out who she is and kind of how she has her own style that she does things with, how she's going about trying to save uh, Kevin. Uh, so, it, it, like I said, it was okay. A whole lot didn't really happen. It was more of a uh, self-discovery issue or fi- figuring out who she is issue and her way that she's going to go about uh, being a hero now. So, uh, but yeah, it, it was okay. Um, art's the same style, but, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll finish the arc out and see how it goes from there. So, that's Harley Quinn issue number four. Up next, we have Justice League issue number 63. So, the way this, uh, this cover is, the A cover for this issue nothing like it remotely happens <laughs> at least that i picked up on uh so pretty much they it starts out back with them fighting the i can't even remember the guy's name the big bad on naomi on, uh, on naomi's home world so she fights they fight the, him they get they manage to escape get back to earth and naomi basically is like holy shit you know my powers were all over the place i kind of lost it out there you know she's apologizing you know profusely that she's losing her powers and you know her powers were spiking she didn't know what was going on in her world so you know it was it was all right and it's basically black adam towards the end black adam is kind <clears> of <throat> offered a spot in the justice league by superman uh black adam apologizes to apolita and they're kind of just coming kind of coming too so i mean it was all right i mean it wasn't the best issue of this run um it looks like uh the big bad is gonna try to figure out a way to get to earth so it it was all right i mean this wasn't bendis's best work but it is what it is you know and the justice league dark story was just okay um yeah there's, there's not much else i can say about it other than it was just okay you know they're finding different spells and things that they can use to, to fight Merlin. So, it was alright. So, that was a Justice League issue number 63. Up next, we have Infinite Frontier. Issue number 1 of 6 by Joshua Williamson. This was cool. I like this concept. So, it's basically introducing the new... Uh, the I guess the Justice Incarnate, I guess is what they're called. Uh... It's this new Justice League team. So basically, it's Alan Scott and his kids. You get a little bit with President Superman. You've got Barry Allen. And there was one other person I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure who she was. Uh, Then you end up getting Roy Harper towards the end. So it starts out with basically uh, a spaceship crashing, crashing into what looks like Smallville. And... It's Flashpoint Batman. <laughs> so he's crashed in the spaceship, you know, and they're, of course, they send him up to go get tested because uh, he's out of it. And they're not sure, you know, his energy's off because he doesn't seem like a normal world. They think maybe he's from the Dark Multiverse. And they're like, well, no, he's not from the Dark Multiverse. You know, well, what the hell's going on? He kind of wakes up, freaks the fuck out, as anybody would do. And that's where President Superman kind of comes around and tells him kind of, hey, this is... You know, this is what happened. This is where you are, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Alan Scott and his son are basically trying to find his daughter. You know, they're going to meet up and discuss things. You know, have this big discussion. Uh, and looks like they're ambushed. Uh, Flash is going through the multiverse, investigating everything. And he runs into Psycho Pirate uh, on, uh, I believe... What it's what that earth is called. The earth, not prime. Uh oh, I can't remember the name of the what they designated that that one earth where everything was kinda everything that could go wrong is wrong. Um I forget what it's called, but anyway, so he finds him there. So and he's in looks like Flash is uh in some trouble there. Uh, then I like the way it ends with uh, Roy. I won't spoil it, but it looks like Roy is getting a new uh, a new code name, a new uh, new set of powers. So that'll be really cool going forward. I like, I really, really like that. 
that twist and that a new addition for Roy Harper. So that's Infinite Frontier, issue number one. And then we have uh, Robin, issue number three, by Joshua Williamson. So Damien is still kind of trying. He's going to try to mingle with all the different uh, fighters there on the island. Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Ravenger is basically trying to help him unwind and relax. And she says, you need to, you know, at least interact with everybody here. You know, Robin's just kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. So he decides to show off uh, and throws all these knives at it where his hand is. And he, of course, does the whole thing, the trick where all the knives land in between the uh, spaces of his fingers. So he's cool. Everyone's talking about him, you know, engaging in conversation. Then they all start telling Batman stories. Uh, and Robin ends up wandering off. He ends up finding Connor Hawk. They end up kind of discussing, uh, having a discussion. They end up talking, uh, basically kind of reaching some kind of common ground. You know, Ro Damien doesn't know that Connor is the son of Green Arrow. They're kind of talking about their dads, kind of how their dads are kind of fucked up, in a sense. And <laughs> I like how they, how Robin's like, yeah, my dad seems to be likes a lot of leather and whips. Lots of leather, lots of whips. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, they end up, but then, you know, I guess the head of the League of Shadows ends up showing up and basically tells Connor Hawk, hey, uh, he's your competition. Fuck him. You know, do what you were uh, taught to do. So they have to fight. And it, it, there ends up being the return of a character we hadn't seen in a while. So it'll be interesting to see where that ends up coming into play. Uh, overall, this is very fun. Very, It reads really fast, too. And it's uh, it's a good read. I definitely recommend Robin. So, yeah, and I'm interested to see how the rest of this tournament plays out. And that's uh, Robin, issue number three. Up next, we had Teen Titans Academy, issue number four. Uh... I don't know. This one was probably this was definitely the weakest of the Teen Titans Academy so far. It's basically three of the students, uh, the bat, the uh, the bat, bat pack is what they are calling themselves, or the bat brats. I forget what it is exactly how they refer to themselves. Uh, Chupacabra. Uh, I don't even remember the other two's names. And uh, so they're basically trying to figure out who Red X is. They're in interrogating the other kids. Basically, this is like Strange Academy, where they were trying to figure out what happened to Tooth, or Toth, I'm sorry. They were trying to figure out what happened to Toth. This is them trying to figure out who's Red X, and it was alright. I mean, you can definitely skip this. You know, you see problems with Billy and how he can't change into Shazam, you know, on command. And they're basically accusing everybody, <laughs> all these different kids of, of being Red X, and... I don't know. It it didn't do anything for me. Like I said, this this one you can definitely skip, uh, and then just wait for the next issue because nothing really of importance or seriousness happened here. So, yeah, that's Teen Titans Academy issue number four. And then finally, we have Wonder Woman issue number seven seventy four. So Wonder Woman's back in. Uh, in Olympus, and Olympus is in ruins, and so she finds one survivor, and it's somebody she doesn't recognize. His name is uh, Janus or Janus, J-A-N-U-S. So however you want to pronounce that. Anyway, well, she finds him, finds out he's a Roman uh, god of uh, beginning ending transitions all this other stuff so he basically didn't have a greek counterpart but they decided to invite him into their pantheon and have him there um so and you find out why wonder woman was sent to asgard and not to uh to olympus when she died died in air quotes um and you find out that somebody ended up taking her place you're not sure who it is but somebody came to take her place because Olympus was full. And that's why Asgard was able to claim her. And so 
you know, she's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So she ends up uh, talking to Dead Man. Dead Man says, okay, you know, meet me down. You know, you meet, meet me at the graveyard of the gods, you know. And so they end up going through Tartarus and hell and all of a sudden the, the, Olymp- or the Olympian hell. Uh, most of which of the gods there, one Roman's put. So, it, like I said, it was fun. It was really cool. It's interesting. I like where this is going. Uh, I think this is starting up this next arc really, really cool, really good. Um, I'm hoping they don't just wrap up this battle in like one or two issues <laughs> like they did the last one. You know, where you're in the, the the Valkyrie's Fortress and you just have one quick half a book or half a half an issue uh, battle and then everything is resolved. So <laughs> I'm hoping they don't do that here. But I'm enjoying this Wonder Woman run. Uh, there's also a backup story of young Diana. I did not read that. So yeah, that is uh, Wonder Woman issue number 774. Also out this week from DC, got Action Comics issue number 1032, Superman issue 32, uh, then we have Checkmate issue number 1, I didn't read Le- uh, Vent Leviathan which this seems to play heavily on, I have the all the series, I just haven't read it, we've got uh, Wonder Woman Black and Gold issue number 1, this looks like to be another one of the continued uh, hero uh, color scheme books. Then we have Mr. Miracle Source of Freedom, issue number two. We've got The Dreaming Waking Hours, issue number 11. Then we have Ruby Justice League, issue number three. And that's going to wrap up DC this week. Let's finish this out. Finishing things up today with Marvel. Up first, we have the amazing Spider-Man issue number 69. Nice. Anyway, no, so Amazing Spider-Man issue 69. This is the Chameleon Conspiracy Part 3. This was a chore to get through. I'm going to admit, I don't really give a shit what's going on here. (laughs) Uh... The quick, I believe, like six-page backup was more interesting than the sto- the main story they were trying to tell here. I, I don't I don't get what they're doing with the chameleon. I, I really don't. I don't understand where Teresa Parker fits into all this. I just I don't care. <laughs> They've done nothing to hook me with this. I was all in this for the Sinister War. And I haven't gotten any of that. They haven't even put all the Sinister Six together. So, I mean, he's found... Uh, Doc... I mean, it's Doc Ock now. Is Doc Ock back in control of his own body. You've got Ock. You've got... Uh, Sandman. Now you've got Electro. Uh, and I don't know who else you got, but... I, I really don't care. I definitely recommend skipping this. I think I'm just going to drop this book until the actual uh, Sinister War actually starts. I... I don't know. I mean, the dialogue is fine. Uh, the Spider-Man dialogue is fine. It's just... It, I don't know. I, you know, you've got the Ned Leeds thing in here, too. It's just like, well, where the hell are they going with this? You know, is the Hobgoblin going to end up being part of the Sinister War? I don't know. So, like I said, I'm, I'm done with this for now. Until they get into the actual Sinister War, I think I'm going to skip issue 70, or if that's part of it, then maybe I'll start it. I don't know. But yeah, that's Amazing Spider-Man issue number 69. Big avoid. Avoid it if you can. 
Up next, we have Guardians of the Galaxy issue number 15. Um, this was another thing that I just thought I don't, I didn't really give a shit about reading until the very end. The hook at the end was was pretty cool. Um, so basically, Nova and the most significant thing is Nova and Magneto end up basically talking shit to each other and start fighting <laughs> on sword base and uh you know they both get told hey you know knock the shit off or i'm throwing you both out of here uh so that was kind of cool you know they were kind of taunting each other and things like that then they end up making up of course you know magneto and and, and uh nova richard Ryder. so that was kind of cool but uh you know other than that there really wasn't a whole i mean yeah you've got I mean, Nova's whole thing is, you know, how do we trust these guys that say they were villains and yet, you know, have done all this horrible shit and yet we still forgive them and we let them carry on like nothing happened. So that's his whole big beef with Magneto. And, you know, and with Doom being now a part of the Guardians and all this other stuff. So other than that, like I said, everything else that's happened, I really could have gave a shit about this issue. It wasn't until the end that got me hooked with uh, Ego. So that going forward i guess is going to be really cool and it's interesting to see how they how you can loop who they who they brought in into that so uh i don't like I, said, I don't know I, i'll hang around because there's supposed to be a big arc with the guardians going forward so i think i'll hang around for that if it ends up sucking the next issue then i'm just going to drop the book so that's guardians of the galaxy issue number 15 then we've got Darth Vader, issue number 13. I really enjoyed this. This is basically just Darth Vader proving how much of a badass he is, still. It's like every issue, he proves how much of a badass he is. Uh, you know, Vader gets his uh, systems overridden, and he still finds a way to basically end up kicking ass. So, uh, you know, he's fighting this, this, this droid army, all this and this. Like I said, he still figures out a way to, to win. You know, and he's met by, you know, everyone looking to turn on him here, you know, as he's looking for Solo and all this other stuff. So it, this is basically just the, the Darth Vader, look how much of a badass I am issue. Which, I mean, a lot of these are pretty much the same thing. But as far as Vader, show, Vader showing off how much of a badass he is, but this is what this one is. It's him just showing off how much of a badass he is and how pissed off he is. And he was just going to kill everybody. And anybody that gets in his way and he's going to try to make himself the most powerful uh, being in the universe so overall I thought it was fun I enjoyed it it reads quick it's not a chore to get through the art is good uh, so yeah I, I like Dar I like this Darth Vader run Darth Vader issue number 13 up next we have way of X issue number three uh, so this is like the aftermath of the Hellfire Gala for this part of it. So basically, just Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler gets drunk. <laughs> and they're talking about, you know, basically, I guess he's on this conundrum that, so he's obeying the laws of Krakoa, but at the same time, he also kind of starts disobeying uh, his belief as far as religion is concerned when it comes to having sex and recreating mutants, but he's kind of still on that point where, hey, you know, yeah, the law is to make more mutants, but what good does making more mutants do if these people don't have any emotional attachment to each other? You know, you know, what what are we what are we doing if we could just create new mutants? You know, if we can just by by means of uh, our technology make new mutants now instead of you know procreating and all this other stuff so it's just basically he has this whole big issue and he's fucked up he's dealing with a hangover so it was a really weird issue i don't i don't know i, I wasn't i wasn't uh i wasn't that impressed with that but you know it was funny a lot of the you know some of the dialogue is really funny considering it's coming from nightcrawler it just not something you'd expect him to to be involved with as far as discussing and the stances he takes so it was alright, it wasn't bad, but I just, uh, I, you could skip it. <laughs> That's Way of X, issue number three. And finally, we've got Wolverine, issue number 13. 
So this is basically them wrapping up with the Terra. I forget what the hell that plant race is called. They they tried to invade uh, the Hellfire Gala. Uh, X Force has been dispersed. So this could have been an X Force book, not a Wolverine book. I will say that. So because this is not focused primarily on Wolverine. This goes from Wolverine. It goes to Beast. It goes to Sage. It goes to. Uh, Domino, Deadpool even shows up, which I thought was hilarious. You know, Deadpool made that fun. Um, he made this issue fun. You know, it's just I'm not I'm not feeling the whole Hellfire Gala thing. It's, I'm just not. Maybe if I read them all together as a tra in a trade, maybe I'll like it a little bit more. But I'm just not feeling it, man. This just I I didn't I didn't care for it. I really really didn't care for. It this particular issue it just it didn't it didn't do anything for me you know uh i mean yeah they end up basically making peace and all this other stuff you find out beast is really a dick but he's trying to he his way of justifying everything is hey i'm going to be the bad guy i will do the things that nobody else will do i will be the person that they can hate that everybody can hate but if we can advance our, our you know Krakoa, then who cares so that's more or less the the theme of the of the book or the I guess the the main point of the book and I, I guess why did this have to be in the Wolverine book I don't know why did, you know Wolverine has just gotten overtaken by events you know shit that didn't even have anything to do with his book you know the vampire stuff that was cool that was happening got put on the back burner for X of Swords and this hellfire gala and you know everything else it seems that they just throwing stuff in there oh throw it a wolverine we we can't figure out where to make it fit just give it to give it to benjamin percy make him fit it in wolverine that's what we'll do so yeah like i said it wasn't for me art was cool writing was neat you know i like the deadpool appearance um i like the they met the bar at the bar at the very end but other than that i didn't really give a shit for it <laughs> I, you know, it didn't do anything for me. Wolverine issue 13. Okay. Also out from Marvel this week. We have uh, Sword issue number 6. Captain Marvel issue 29. X-Men Legends issue number 4. Silk issue number 4. Fantastic Four Life Story issue number 2. Gamma Flight, issue number one. Marvel Voices Pride, issue number one. Web of Spider-Man, issue number two. And Reptile, issue number two. Okay. And there's one more. One more book from Marvel. Taking home pick of the week. It's Heroes Return, issue number one. And that's coming to you next That's right, pick of the week. Heroes Return, issue number one by Jason Aaron. This is finishing up the Heroes Reborn <clears throat> story. So, starts out President Coulson talking. He says, I never dreamed of flying or crawling on walls or riding a rainbow to Asgard. I grew up obsessed with superheroes, but I never wanted to be one of them. Voice on the radio says, Mr. President, there are men from S.H.I.E.L.D. Labs in the building. An disturbingly clumsy photographer on the Daily Bugle. Something about some of unusual reading, energy readings they've tracked to the White House. Coulson then says, yes. I've given those gentlemen a moment of my time. Have my car brought around. Yes, President Coulson. Bill says, I wanted to be... The guy who even the gods had to make an appointment to see. Now, I am that guy. As you see, the bodies of Peter Parker, Reed, uh, Nick Fury, and another man just mutilated in Coulson's office as he walks out. He gets in his car. He says, 
set a course for Northeast Africa. Coulson says, God's made the world, and I made it better. I didn't just change everything, just some things that annoyed me the most. No more daylight savings time, no more cords because everything gets tangled up. Everything is cordless now. He then says to his troops, I want all fighters prepared to drop their, their full payloads at my signal. Your target is called Wakanda. You'll know it when you see it. The Squadron Supreme of America is already on site. Try not to hit them. But if you happen to kill a few, well, <laughs> it won't be the end of the world. As he holds his devilish cosmic cube in his hand. We then have Hyperion battling with Thor. Hyperion says, God of Thunder? Ha! You're the drunken beast who vomited on my girlfriend. Thor says, You'll have to be more specific. Hyperion says, How specific? How's this for specific? I will nuke your skull until your brain melts out of your nose. Thor, lightning crackling in his eyes. Such angry eyes you have, Hyperion. Thors are even angrier. As this battle continues, now we switch to Power Princess, chasing the Phoenix. She says, another Phoenix? Ha, I've always had fun killing those. Phoenix turns around, she says, this will not be fun for you, Power Princess, unless you find joy in burning. Power Princess marches forward, sword in hand. She says, try me. Dr. Spectrum now says, I've always done whatever it took to defend the planet against savages from beyond the stars. But Dr. Spectrum doesn't fight children, not even the ones with the star brand. It's the star brand says, you don't need to fight. You just need to cry when I break you. This is for Rocket. She jumps around his neck. And then we have Blur fighting with Black Panther. So you're a guy with like cat powers. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And definitely not super lame or anything. But, hey, sorry, you need to be a little bit faster than the regular Panther to keep up with as he gets nailed in the face with an elbow. Black Panther says, this is Wakanda Blur where the panthers are made of vibranium and heart-shaped herbs. And remember, vibranium remembers what it was like to be a meteor. Blur recovers, gets up says, all right, now you're speaking my language. Let's race, Black Panther. Now we have Blade fighting with Nighthawk. Blade says, I don't get you. I don't get the big deal with you, Nighthawk. Don't get even while you're angry at your mighty friends over there or so afraid of you. All I see is some rich kid who bought himself a rep. Bet you've had one hard day in your life and never got over it. I'm what you get when all the when they're all hard days. As Blade charges him with his swords, Hyperion throws what looks to be his version of a batarang. You're about to have the hardest day yet. Now switching over to Captain America. He radios in. <clears throat> T'Challa to Avengers. American fighter jets are entering the area, and it appears to have the president with them. Captain says, He's not the damn president. Leave it to me. And then have another voice says, Whoa, we have a big bogey. It's a, it's a guy on a flying cycle? Holy crap, who is that? Then a voice says, Danvers, do you have a visual? Carol Danvers says, well, I'll be damned. That's Captain America. The voice says, That's a negative. Captain America was KIA in World War II. You are clear to engage. Carol says, He's dressed in the flag. Are you saying you wanted to shoot down the American flag? Coulson says, Follow orders, Danvers, or you'll be standing tall before the man. Coulson thinks to himself, what do you people, what do you think the people who can fly dream about? Even before this cube, I debriefed them and waterboarded them and wiretapped their conversations with their mistresses. So I'll tell you, they dream about being me. 
the guy with the power to change the world in the palm of his hand and with no hesitation whatsoever to use it. As Captain America lands on the roof of Coulson's car, he, he slices a hole through it. He says, Mr. President, I'd like a word. Coulson says, of course, Captain. And the word is goodbye. As he fires the cube at Captain America, Cap puts his shield deflecting the blast. Now back to Hyperion, battling with Thor. He says, I don't know where you come from, but in America, we've got all the gods we need. I know what you Avengers have been doing, attacking my mind, trying to convince me that there's something wrong with this world. It doesn't take atomic vision to see through your lies. As he begins punching Thor in the face, he thinks to himself, Thor's face is even harder than his hammer. Growing weaker with every punch, hurting like I've never hurt before. Something about Wakanda is draining my power. I have to finish him before as Thor rises up, lightning crashing, screams, this is not America. Have you any idea what Wakanda is built upon? Tis all right, we all have our weaknesses. Mine is mead and beer and wine and rum. Can you guess what yours is? Hyperion getting plowed into the ground as the earth crumbles around him, looks up, says, what in the name of, as Mjolnir comes crashing down on him. Then we have Blur racing Black Panther. You're fast, Catman, but not nearly fast enough. Stick and jab, that's my strategy. I'll wear you down and just watch everything works as all of a sudden Black Panther pulls up and he slices the back of Blur's legs. All the ligaments in your leg have been severed. With surgery and rigorous rehab, you should someday be able to walk again. Begin the healing process now by staying down. Blur says, okay, yeah, sure, just let me do that because definitely a pair of legs is all I am without them. I am nothing, right? This is just because I'm hilarious, you think this is a joke? This is my fucking life, man. This is my world. Then Dr. Spectrum screams, no, 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 my power prism. You, you can't. St Starbrand says, I thought I told you to cry as he rips out the Spectrum's power prism. That's right. That's better. Okay. Who's next? We then have the Phoenix say, I wouldn't say no to some help. As she's being wrapped up in invisible barbed wire by Power Princess. She says, With the invisible barbed wire of Ares, I will peel your skin from your flaming bones, Phoenix. As Black Panther begins to race off, punching Blur one more time in the face. He says, our world, don't let them take it. Blade, fighting with Nighthawk, tells him, you're just a man, a whole lot more than that. I don't want to make this worse than it has to be. Nighthawk says, Blade, a vampire who hunts vampires. That's what you were before the world changed was, well, the, before the world was changed, right? Blade says, oh, so you do remember the way it's supposed to be. Nighthawk says, I'm Nighthawk. I figured it out. As he throws his batarang and it sticks Blade in the, in the arm. He says, did you figure out why this world doesn't have any vampires for you left to hunt? I'll give you one guess. See, electrocutes Blade. Now we have back President Coulson fighting with Captain America. Cap says, some sort of hellish cosmic cube? That explains a lot. You can tell the rest under old Coulson. Once we put the world back in order, Coulson stands up. Order? I have brought order, the all-American kind, to a world that has languished in chaos ever since people like you showed up, Rogers. The Avengers, Earth's most overrated heroes, it had to be stopped. I've made a world where the heroes are more majestic than your people could ever be. And all it, was, and all it cost me was my soul. A small price to pay for a perfect world. Hail, Mephisto. All of a sudden, a plane comes in, hits Coulson in the head. 
as he yells, Ah! Says, Danvers, are you blind? You just clipped the president. Carol says, Did I? Man, I'm embarrassed. I sure hope he's alright and can finish killing that guy. We then have the star brand behind Power Princess as he helps Phoenix. Power Princess says, By all the gods, where did you find this child, this rabid child? Phoenix says, Don't know. Just met her myself. But the star brand, as well as the Phoenix, tells me something. Those two go way back as they combine their powers to attack the Power Princess. Thor fighting with Hyperion says, Yield, damn you, Hyperion. Do not force me to kill you. <clears throat> Hyperion thinks it's like fighting the sun. A sun with his fist as hard as Haru. I could feel the hammer cracking. Or maybe it's his bones. As he punches the Mjolnir out of Thor's hand, Hyperion says, No! Enough! Blade, smoking from being electro electrocuted, stands there with a sword in hand. Nighthawk says, Stay down, Blade. You're beaten. Blade says, Been hearing that since I was born. I was the only one who remembered this world was wrong. I started this fight. Gonna damn well see it as an explosion happens behind him. Nighthawk says, you look like hell, Mark. <clears throat> Hyperion says, I think I broke both my hands. This land, there's a strange metal here. Nighthawk says, Vibranium, the meteorite that brought it here to Earth was a chunk of your home world. Its radiation will likely kill you. Hyperion says, you and your secrets, Kyle. I knew one day they'd get us both killed. These people say the world has been changed. Is it true? Nighthawk says, does it matter? Does it make you want to fight for it any less? Hyperion looks off. He says, no. The Avengers are their Earth's mightiest heroes. But whenever you and I stand united, Nighthawk... I, Nighthawk finishes its sentence. Nothing can on any Earth can compare together than Hyperion. Hyperion says, I, no matter what it takes. Voices, it will not be enough. As Black Panther stands in front of them, you will not be enough. Not here. Not while Black Panther lives. As he charges in, slashing Hyperion across the face, reaching at Nighthawk. Captain America's now on Coulson's car. Says, the cube! Don't let Coulson use the cube. Coulson says, it's a new and better world. And I did it. I made the greatest Earth that's ever... As the car crashes into the ground, Cap jumps away. Hyperion shooting his lasers, his eye lasers at Black Panther. Says, I've taken lies because I knew it was the only way to save the world. Are you saying that none of it mattered? Was any of it real? It was all real. And I hope you never forget it. As Captain America swings in, hits Hyperion with his shield with an uppercut. Especially this, as Hyperion goes flying. As we have Phoenix and Starbrand now trying to destroy the cube. Phoenix says, do you feel it, Starbrand? Starbrand says, if you mean Burning Rage, then yes. Phoenix says, we wield prim primordial forces that have been protected, that have protected the Earth for eons. They know each other. And they know how to set things right. Nighthawk says, I want you people to remember this too. How we made this world better. Safer than you ever could. And remember that despite everything you did to stop us in the end, I was still standing. As Thor winds up Mjolnir, says, we shall see about that. Coulson, in a flaming wreck, says, no, the pandemonium cube. I did everything you told me. Why didn't it work? Mephisto. Why have you forsaken? The world now goes back to normal. Blade says, I woke up in Chernobyl, surrounded by vampires who wanted to tear me to pieces. <laughs> I never thought I'd be so relieved to see vampires. As now the Avengers are assembled. Tony Stark says, 
This is some space weirdness. I hate space weirdness. How do we even know it's really her? Cap says, she was still a baby when I put her to bed last night. Blade says, everyone else at Avengers Mountain had a normal night's rest, as far as they knew. As the star brand says, the next one of you who calls me a baby gets fucking branded. Blade says, well, <laughs> almost everyone. He then says, must have been my connection to the supernatural to let me see through the power of Mephisto's pandemonium cube. No idea what happened to the thing, or if anyone else was as lucky as me. Though maybe lucky ain't the word. So you hear a voice standing behind Hyperion. He says, hey, uh, you look lost. As Spider-Man stands behind Hyperion, Hyperion says, I am, I suppose I am, very much so. Spider-Man says, it's New York, we get that a lot. Even up here, maybe I can help. Hey, you're one of those new Squadron Supreme guys, right? Don't think we've ever met. As Hyperion flies off, says, I was looking for an old friend, but it seems he's not here anymore. Blade says, Coulson has disappeared, the status of Squadron Supreme of America remains unknown. His agents, talking to Blur, says, tell me again who you are, or who you think you are. Blur says, I'm Stanley Stewart. They call me Blur, fastest mortal alive. I'd show you, but, you know, I just really don't feel much like moving right now. Blade says, there's no evidence they were in on Coulson's plan. Looks like they were just pawns. The agent says, there's no such person as Stanley Stewart. You have no fingerprints. You don't even have a navel. Where the hell did Coulson find you people? Blade says, remains to, remains to be to seen if they decide to stay that way. Blur, head down on the desk, says, maybe you could just send us back. I'd just like to go back to the other world, please. People like me there. I swear they did. Blade says, haven't figured out how I'm going to brief the other Avengers yet. Or even how much I ought to tell them about how the world looked when they weren't in it. Nighthawk, standing on top of the Capitol, says, It wasn't a mistake. It was a world that made sense. And it will be again. Even if I have to do it alone. Blade goes back to, to narrating. says, But I know one thing for certain. This was an attack. One thing that changed the whole history of the planet. Just trying to get rid of the Avengers. When it comes to a follow-up attack, how the hell do you get bigger than that? Something tells me I'm going to regret asking. We then see Coulson trapped inside the pandemic cube. Then a voice hauntingly says, I know what you're thinking. My minion entrusted was entrusted with the almighty Heladron, and he still failed, for which he now pays the price. But this moment is about more than that. This was about bringing all of us together from across the red gulfs between hells. This was about showing you all what you can do, all that can be done with the power of one Mephisto. Now imagine, my dear brothers and sisters, all that we could accomplish with 615 more. Hail Mephisto, hail the Council of Red. As you see hundreds Mephistos gathered around. And that's how it ends. That's Heroes Return. Issue number one. This was a great series by Jason Aaron and didn't over didn't overstay its welcome. Really enjoyed it. It was really fun. And didn't have to read the tie-ins, so that was always good. Just stick to the first seven uh, issues of uh, Heroes Reborn and then read the Heroes Return. That's all you need to do. So it's a good, fun, quick story. Enjoyed it. Pick of the week. For June 23rd, 2021. Alright, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of I Have Issues, Heroes Return, issue number one, taking home pick of the week. 
gotta say, you know, there was, you know, there was a lot of okay stuff, there was a lot of bleh stuff this week, and there was just a few stuff that really stood out, and I think Hero's Return was one of those very few things that really, really stood out that was just that good that it deserved to be pick of the week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Batman Reptilian had best art this of this entire uh, week, so... Overall, you know, it was an okay week for books this week. Uh, like I said, not not everything stood out. Not everything was a hit. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't a hit, but, you know, for the most part, it seems like the indies. The only thing that wasn't a hit for the indies was Undiscovered Country for me. Uh, you know, Marvel, uh, the X-Books didn't seem to, to stick this week. They didn't stick the landing. Uh, you know, Spider-Man didn't stick the mark either guardians was just kind of meh all that really was really good was the heroes return and and darth vader you know and dc you know batman reptilian was was pretty cool uh wonder woman was was good uh detective was okay um yeah you know uh robin was really good i enjoyed that teen titans was just bleh harley was just kind of meh was just kind of there um Infinite Frontier was really cool, uh, especially the ending of that one. Uh, yeah, Justice League was just kind of meh. So, and Batman Superman was just kind of okay, you know. But like I said, it was you're gonna have that ups and downs, good stuff, bad stuff, meh stuff. This week just happened to be more meh and bad than, than good. But hey, I'm not gonna complain. At least we had plenty of stuff to look at. And read. All right. So be sure leave a review on this podcast wherever you're listening to. Subscribe uh, and also go to social media on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Leave us a like there. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week for more. I have issues.